What did she say? You're a little too serious. You want to try to loosen up a little bit? Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a little cartoon work there. Go ahead and back it up, buddy. We're, we're getting this message. Reddit. Something nice. But yeah. it was on Twitter, too. No, it was every, all over social all, media. All over that. All that, what I consider to be... <laughs> anyway. And uh, personally, you know, I, I, I like the movie, so I'm here with my Roaring Kitty headband. Woohoo! I'm here Woo in support of the Redditors. <laughs>
you liked it, didn't like it. Fantastic. You said you, said, fantastic you, said you didn't movie. want to see it at first. Oh, fantastic. No, well, in my intro, I said it. Yeah. People who see this, their eyes are going to be opened to the malfeasance of Wall Street. Okay. And they're going to start to ask questions and inquire and learn. Yeah. And that's what I'm all about, right? Cool. I want mm. everybody to learn things. Yeah. And they're going to. This movie is going to going to initiate that or stimulate that. Cool. And it should. And he even in the movie, Roaring Kitty said, the reason that this happened is because everybody's so ignorant about money and so ignorant about Wall Street and so ignorant about ignorant about banking. And I was real happy that that was said because it, it was a fantastic teaching yeah. movie. Yeah. In addition to that, it was just a great movie. Yeah. It was really fun. It was fun. His it, brother it was his it brother moved. was over the top. Yeah. So we had and Paul I, Dano as playing the Roy Kitty. His wife. His wife was spunky. I like sensational. Um, so, Chris, what do, what do you think about what Fred had to say? Do you think what were your initial thoughts on this movie? And um, as Fred said, it offers something to learn. Would you agree from a, an advisor's perspective? Yeah, definitely. I, I think there's there's plenty to learn there. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's sort of brought to you in a unique way too that I think keeps your interest. Mm -hmm. uh, I I thought the movie got off to an interesting start with kind of the crazy soundtrack and all yeah. that stuff going on. Uh, but but really, there's there's a lot to learn from it, um, and it I think it explains a uh, an event that happened that people a lot of people didn't really know about, mm -hmm. you know, and it, it it's explained in a way that you can understand. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought it also did a good job of seeing both perspectives too, because mm -hmm. I mean, of course, it was more focused on Roaring Kitty and his story and the retail investors, but you also got to see it from. Uh, the complete other side, which was, of course, the the hedge fund managers and and mm -hmm. and also the the Robinhood CEOs yeah. and and everything like that. Yeah, so, awesome. Yeah. yeah, personally, I love Paul Dano, and um, every time I see him in a movie, I realize how much I love him as an actor, and he just dives into his roles so well. Um, like I, we were talking about, he was the Riddler. I didn't even think about the Beach Boys when we saw that a long time ago. He mm -hmm. was um, Brian Wilson. And um, I just think he's a great actor and he took on this role great. Um, and uh, personally, you know, I, I, I like the movie. So I'm here with my Roaring Kitty headband. And I'm here in support of the Redditors. <laughs> I, during this time, I too was on, I was on Reddit, but I was on some other, uh, you know, meme pages and I was looking into all this stuff that was going on. And um, I did make a little bit of money on GameStop. Not crazy like these mm. people were, but I caught it at the tail end. And um, I made a little bit of money, but I didn't know what I was doing. I was just, sure, <laughs> you know, sounds good to me. What I got to lose other than a couple hundred bucks. And yeah, but the movie was great in my opinion. And uh, yeah. So if you're Paul Dano, does that make me Seth Rogen or? Um, I, that's pretty much why I brought you on <laughs> yeah. for me and Fred to bully you. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, at least I got some buddies I can call to give me a few billion. Yeah. So, so um, tell us a little bit about... Um, what you were doing at the time of this movie, well, what this movie takes place, it's like in the pandemic, mm -hmm. the first scene, like everyone's wearing masks. And for me, I was like, oh man, like I forgot how weird it was. Like, you know, like the subways were kind of empty. Everyone was wearing masks. Uh, I was terrified at the time. I'm not going to lie. So it, like when I saw this movie, it opens up with people in masks. I felt a little bit of that anxiety again. But now I look back at it. I'm like, wow, what a, what a time to be alive. Um, so yeah, what, what was going on in like, I know you're not a big hedge fund investor or anything like that,
but uh, like what was going on in finance for you? Were some of your clients asking about GameStop? Dogecoin was also a big thing at the time. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, give us a little bit about that. Yeah, well, it you know you hear people say like, oh, this is an unprecedented event or this mm -hmm. has never happened before. Mm -hmm. But really, what we just went through the past few years was unprecedented. Mm -hmm. uh, it, we haven't had a pandemic in a century. Uh, we've never had this kind of you know government intervention mm -hmm. uh, into the markets and the economy mm -hmm. uh, with the, the printing of trillions of dollars. Uh, so th this really was unique, and because of that, the, it, it made for a very interesting uh, couple of years there. Mm -hmm. uh, but as far as what was happening with GameStop and what was happening with uh, you know the retail versus the hedge funds and all of that on, on Reddit, that really doesn't affect what I do on a day-to-day -day basis. Mm -hmm. So I'm a comprehensive financial advisor. I help people meet their lifetime goals, mm -hmm. um, whether that's saving for a house, saving for college, uh, you know, save them for their early retirement. That's what I'm focused on. And so I help you build a portfolio based on what you're trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And for us, that really doesn't involve speculating. Mm -hmm. You know, I think there's really, you know, there's there's two types of, of people out there. There's, you know, traders uh, and then there's investors. Mm -hmm. And we certainly fall more into that, that okay. second category. Okay. And don't get me wrong, I was watching this. Um, I'll tell you, I've never had so many people who, who don't know anything about money texting me about <laughs> stocks and about and crypto. And it's about GameStop. And, hey, Chris, have you, bought, have you bought, you know, Dogecoin or Dogecoin or however you say it, you know, are, are, you, uh, are, are you in on GameStop and yeah. all this stuff? And so, it, you know, I, I joke with, with people, but it, um, I love plumbers, but if a plumber is giving you stock advice, um, something strange is going on. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. So um, you were actually telling me, you know, uh, when we were talking about this between ourselves, you were saying that this kind of actually the the um, redditors kind of hurt people like like grandmas and stuff like that who had you know their investments. Could you explain that a little bit? Well, yeah, and and it, it's one of these things where you see a movie like this mm -hmm. and. Uh, there's not really a lot of room for nuance, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, however, life is full of it, mm -hmm. you know, and, and so I, I was just making the point that, you know, it looks like it's the, the Redditors versus the big bad, you know, uh, hedge fund managers, you know, mm -hmm. big bad Wall Street. But some of these hedge funds, they're very mainstream uh middle middle upper class people mm -hmm. might be invested in them yeah whether they really are following it that closely or not mm -hmm. you know they might work with a financial advisor or a group who has access to mm -hmm. these funds and so if you think about it well that could that that could have been somebody's parent or grandparent mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. or one of these redditors like unbeknownst fred. to them yeah like fred <laughs> you know you don't so, know fred <laughs> so poor fred you know he he's got these redditors shorting uh basically shorting this hedge fund that his retirement is invested in mm -hmm. and so you think you're sticking it you know just to wall street but mm -hmm. you could be sticking it to a lot of just regular average people you know mm -hmm. if you pull up your portfolio and you you know you've got melvin capital uh, that fund in there uh and you know you got all these people on reddit shorting it thinking they're yeah they're sticking it to the big man but they're actually they're yeah. actually hurting you or, or grandma well i'm glad you i'm glad you brought up that uh people have long-term investments i'm still not that kind of guy mm -hmm. but this is 
the real generation gap. And I really enjoy this, at talking with Shane about things, his perspective and mine. And one of the things that came out in this movie was the big strategy was to buy this and hold. Mm -hmm. Even when it doubled hold in value, hmm. hold, oh, yeah. no matter what. It was like Braveheart, hold, yep. hold. <laughs> People like, but, but my but my $300 is worth two grand now. Yeah. Hold. Yeah. Yeah. The thing I love the most is I communicate in very traditional, old-fashioned ways. Hmm. But this was like people on Twitter were, were getting this message. Reddit, Something mostly that I, Reddit. But yeah, it was on yeah. Twitter, too. No, it was every, all over social all, media. All over that, all that, what I consider to be... <laughs> <laughs> anyway. It was Wall Street the, bets, right? The, That's yeah, Wall Street the, bets. The, the, the Reddit right. thread. The, the, yeah. the thing I liked the most was they spelled hold... H-O-D-L, and that's such a millennial stupid thing. Uh, and, and it was like the, the, the hedge fund managers are like, they're not, they don't even know how to spell hold, but yeah. yet they still hold. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I just thought that was so great. That's the generation yeah. gap thing. Like That would be my reaction too. Yeah. Like, look at these idiots. Hmm. So yeah, you brought up um, you know, the movie being called Dumb Money. Why would you want to see something with dumb in it? Chris, had you heard the phrase dumb money prior in, in your industry at all? Or was this totally new to you? Well, interestingly enough, I, I really hadn't. Okay. And and not to not equating it to just kind of the average Joe. Okay. You know, and because and, really that's who I, I work with. Just regular, everyday people, small mm -hmm. businesses, families. And so, you know, I consider my clients like family. So I'm, you know. I want them to be smart money, yeah. right? And and so it, but ironically enough, that's not a term that as I've ever thrown around before. Okay, cool. Yeah, there was a bunch of terms. There was dumb money. There was diamond hands, which I guess means uh, someone who has a high risk tolerance for high volatility stocks or assets. I don't know. Basically, yeah. to me that meant, that so to me that meant like you're about to ball out. Yeah. <laughs> Could I tell you a, 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 another way of saying sure. that? Sure. It's just called an aggressive investor. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You have yeah. an aggressive risk tolerance. Okay. And then there's paper hands, and then that's someone who scared, I guess. Mm. And then hodl. See, you said that they spelled it wrong on on Google. It said it stands for hold on for dear life. Hodl. Mm. Yeah. See, see, that's the generation gap thing. Like to me, they just spelled hold wrong because they were yeah. saying hold. Yeah. Right. So who knew it was an acronym? I would never know that. And who knows if it really is an acronym? Maybe they just try to justify it later. Fred, I'm a millennial. I had no idea what any of these terms just meant. And I'm in finance. So, right. I don't know, maybe that means I have an old yeah. soul or I just don't spend enough time on Wall Street bets. But. Yeah. Well, I, I, I like it that you understand risk tolerance. Yeah. Now, now one of the things that came through in the movie that I really, really loved was they're gonna bring this guy before Congress and he's gotta testify before Congress. And he can genuinely, honestly say that he never advised anybody to buy this. He said, I went on my dopey podcast and I said, hey, I don't, I'm mm -hmm. not telling anybody what to do, but I like this and I I'm like putting money stock. in. Yeah. I like it. And he put a large amount of money in. Yeah. So he put his money where his mouth was. Mm -hmm. And so when he got in front of the Congress, all those people with the phones, they do things on their phone for some reason. Yeah. They, hey, look, Rory and Kitty put 34,000 in there. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm gonna, I'll put a couple hundred in, I'll put, yeah. and then I'll, and I'll hold. Mm -hmm. So, and the fact that he went before the Congress and he was forthright, he just told his story straight up. Mm -hmm. And they had no way to, to get him because he hadn't done anything wrong. Yeah. 
And it, it's, it was interesting to me. When they bring you before Congress, it is to hurt you. Mm-hmm. That's so, why yeah, they let, bring it to manipulate. Let's talk about why he was, you know, going in from the in the begin in the first place, um, because all these people were saying he he advised or they were saying he advised them to buy the stock, right? But meanwhile, Robinhood had shut off the option to buy or sell, yeah. and they didn't get in trouble for that at all, right? Right, they manipulated. And this might be a spoiler, but this happened in history, so get over it. But uh, yeah, right on. <laughs> Um, so getting yeah, more like me all the time. <laughs> I'm getting all cranky. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so these Robin Hood investors are not investors. I'm sorry, the Robin Hood CEOs, managers, managers. Um, they they churn every all the retail buyers are on Robin Hood because it's free, and um, free. Yeah. First of all, explain that. What does that even yeah. mean? Well, it it's not free. Okay. You know, because what what they're doing, they're making money one way or the other on people depositing money into those accounts. Mm-hmm. And so they're not charging you a direct commission. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, the money, there's a flow of the money where, you know, it's coming into there and then they, they send it out for it to get traded and all these different things. And so Robinhood had a relationship with Citadel. And so Citadel was basically the one paying uh, Robinhood in lieu of the people who were depositing money okay. to direct money to there. Correct. Right. Correct. And frankly, I, I mean, I'm not so sure you shouldn't have to pay some, even if it's a small transaction cost, because you're going to Robinhood or or Schwab or E Trade, and they're providing you a service. You know, mm-hmm. they're saying, "Hey, you come on our platform, uh, we will link you up with." Um, you know, a buyer or a seller will make you a market, right? And that that's a valuable you, thing. I mean, when I was growing up, you needed a seat on Wall Street right. to do yeah. that. Yeah. It was, it was, there was none of this online stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I mean it's a legitimate service, you know, okay. to do that. But they, what they did is, I think they misled a lot of people by saying, you know, hey, it's free. Come yeah. on in. I was like, oh, it's free. Yeah. Cool. And cool. another thing that I, I think gets missed here. That um, the the Robinhood app, I think, causes people to make bad financial decisions. Okay. Because naturally, it's tilted more towards making these high risk, maybe high reward plays. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can lose a lot of money, mm-hmm. and and we've seen that. And so you're better off, you know, build yourself a, a portfolio. Whether you do it yourself, or you know, you educate yourself, or you you find a trusted advisor. Um, but to just you know, with, with no background knowledge or, or understanding in mm-hmm. some cases, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're, you're getting people to sign up and to go chase some high flying stock. Yeah. And Robinhood, you know, could hurt the average person mm-hmm. just as much as, you know, the head, the hedge fund, like they portrayed. Or um, just as much as an ignorant buyer who doesn't have the slightest idea what they're doing and just going sure. in heart, you know, yeah. I like the name or it's it's a, me all yeah. the way. Ape squad, ape squad. I mean, I'm a a high risk equity guy, high risk equity. I have very heavy risk tolerance. I'll Mm -hmm. try it. I don't gamble anything I can't afford to lose. So I put it in there, watch it. If it doubles, I'm out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and, uh, what what I was, I I saw the movie with my wife and I must have, tapped her 10 times and said, sell half, sell half. <laughs> it's driving me, driving me crazy. <laughs> hold the line, don't hold the line. <laughs> sell half, take your profit. Now you're on house money. 
and go buy, go diversify that out, you know, or, or use that to fulfill a purpose, you know, like paying off your student loans or right. like helping mom with, with the mortgage or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're talking, you're talking and, you know, you're making sense of it all. To me, the theme of this movie was, you know, there's so much division in us right versus left in this country, but this movie was about the division top versus down. Mm-hmm. And I think this was about, you know, all of the people on the bottom saying, screw you guys, you know, you guys want to pit GameStop out of business. We love GameStop and we want to go against you. You're at the top. You got all the money. So to me, the theme of this movie, you know, during the pandemic, there was a lot of right versus left, you know, get vaccinated, don't get vaccinated, trust the government, don't trust the government. Like ever since, you know, politics in America, like everyone hates each other. But to me, this movie represented um, bottom versus top, you know, like doesn't matter uh, if you're red or blue or green or whatever. All we know is that these people have all this money and um, they control the stock market and screw them. And that's kind of what I thought the theme of the movie was, you know, the common man rises up. Um, Would you agree with that? You think it's different? Um, And what do you think that had to do with reality of what really happened? Yeah, yeah, I a great question uh I, I think there's there's a lot of nuance there but mm-hmm. i i actually think it, it in some ways it just shows not so much all of the division but um uh that social media has really created hmm. uh, yeah. a lot of this yeah and, and that that is a really big part of this the whole thing that happened and the movie social media right. plays a huge role because if you if you sat down you know at a at a you know, table and had a discussion with somebody who was on opposite sides of this. I'm sure they could, you know, talk this over and, and come to some kind of, you know, reasonable mm-hmm. uh, ground there. But it's it's so, uh, you know, we're, we're on this side or that side and there's there's nothing in the middle, especially online. You mm-hmm. know, if you're online on these threads, they're all, you know, anti Wall Street. They're all, you know, pro retail, pro GameStop yeah. and all of that. Um, but uh, I, I guess what I saw was that, um, you know, there is a lot of division, there is a lot of anger, but is it always directed at the right, you know, people? And mm-hmm. uh, an example, you know, as I was just doing some research and, and figuring out like, okay, you know, the big bad billionaire millionaire, um, right? Is it really is it really the common man versus them? Or um, does the government have a lot um, mm-hmm. of, of fault here? And one of the things that I, that I noticed was that, Eighty percent of millionaires are uh, first generation, meaning okay. they created their wealth. Mm-hmm. And even for billionaires, it's it's sixty percent. Uh, so those are significant um, numbers there. That tells me that hey, you can still get ahead in this country. You can still mm-hmm. start from humble beginnings and and make something of yourself. And it's not you know the the citadel ceo or um you know seth rogan or whoever it is putting you down mm-hmm. um i think there's a lot of other things at, at play um that said i think seeing what robin hood did was that made me sick mm-hmm. um in the yeah, movie. that was a crime seeing that. that was a crime and and it was it was hard to know like are they just so ignorant that they don't even know what they're doing um you know, or is it truly well, they, just they nefarious? They had a panic knee jerk. Yeah. They, they could see their, they were losing billions. They were losing a billion a day. And they, we, we have to slam the door on this. And the only way you could slam a door was by doing something that was either unethical or illegal. Mm. And they went ahead and did that. 
Mm-hmm. And then they wanted to deny doing that, mm-hmm. which yeah. is another crime. Yeah. You know, so from the closet in that, now, in yeah. the party, right? What, what did you think the theme of the movie was, Fred? And what do you, do you think the theme of the movie matched with the reality of what really happened? Yes, I do. Okay. Yes, I do. And the, the thing that I don't want lost here is this. In, in my little introduction, I said that there was power, this showed that there was power to the people. A, a, a large mass of the population could interfere in one of these incredible machines that the people in those machines think no one can get in. Do you have you ever been on Reddit? But is he saying because I have no hair? Is it? Yeah, <laughs> no, no, not not this. I meant your pose. I meant your pose. Not that. that that's the problem. Well, you can get <laughs> that's the problem. You do that. Yeah, I, don't I, know how to I, do I it need either. dopey kids to do it. Yeah, you yeah, know. yeah. Because because they, they don't know they don't know how to do it. They need to get the good advice. This yeah. is the good advice. So now make that happen, boy. <laughs> I, I just think that that actually causes you to have to give up something though and i i feel like in our our society we've gotten you know soft and complacent and i mean i look at how the country was founded and uh how a revolution started over some measly taxes some of which were repealed um now there's so much going on and we all get wait, on the computer wait, wait, wait a minute what would you be giving up what are we giving up by making the three dollar time effort? How am I supposed to your get to brain work if power? I don't have These are kids on phones. They do it in two seconds. Yeah, they well. send. You know, copy, paste, but, send, but bang. Your whole mailing you're list. Saying, the, oh, well, would we still be so, buying so, gas well, at the time? Hold on a second. This drives me nuts. <laughs> you're, so you're saying this wouldn't be a worthwhile thing to do because of the effort it would take to do this kind of communication? I didn't say that at all. Thank I said God, we're not going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Because because everybody's complacent, everyone's comfortable, and that's true. It, it takes effort. That's, that's takes, true. I, I said this in the I said this in the Asteroid City movie. The country is doped. The country is drugged. We're not asleep. We don't need to wake up from sleep. We need to come out of our drug induced coma. We're so distracted by all kinds of things. By where is it? The phone. Yeah. Diamond hands. You know. Yeah. But right. that. What was your guys' favorite part of the movie? When when his wife after he tested testified to Congress, yeah. his wife looked at him and said, you are totally gangster. Yeah, that was cool. That was I like so, that. that was, the wife was really cool. Yeah. Chris? Has someone ever asked you that, uh, said that to you before? Said what to me before? You were such a gangster. <laughs> he, he's making a Compton joke, right? He's making a he Compton joke. He knows I'm 90220. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Let's, let's bring it back down. Bring it back down. So any scene with Pete Davidson was, was gold, I yeah. thought. It was and, real um, funny. <laughs> so he walks out thinking he's going to steal his brother's car. And instead, he's got a brand new red Porsche parked out front. And uh, I just thought that was a really nice uh, kind of conclusion, especially and also with the end, but of their relationship, which mm-hmm. starts out as you can't really tell, like, are they cool? Is, mm-hmm. Do they like hate each other? What's going on? And then you you um, figure out what's going on with their sister passing away and, mm-hmm. and seeing their relationship come together over time, I thought was was really awesome and one of the funniest parts of the movie was when they're, they're driving in the car with their parents and uh we find out who balls is on yeah. balls on- is someone who's been, <laughs> been, been trolling roaring kitty the whole time he's been having his like vlog thing um someone's always trolling him and the, their name their sign on name is balls and they're like calling him names or whatever and continue yeah oh just the biggest troller of everybody when yeah he he starts uh, when roaring kitty starts out on on his his reddit thread and um he finds out in the car when they're when they're um driving with their family and 
come to find out that it, it's his brother the whole time. Yeah, yeah he looks over and I'm sitting hilarious. next to him in the seat. He's like, wait a minute, hilarious. your ball? Yeah, that's yeah. you? <laughs> cool. Um, Fred knows I'm typically someone who's listen, like keeping my ear out for the soundtrack. That's something I pay attention to. What did you guys think about the soundtrack in this movie? It starts off with the, that WAP song. I'm not a big fan of that song. Um, I'm sure Fred's not a fan of that song. Uh, what did you guys think? Of the, 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 did you? <laughs> no. Okay. No, no. I, was, I was really happy that he said that because I, I didn't even notice the soundtrack. And okay. that's the first thing I focus on. Yeah. Right? That's my, I'm listening to that and mm-hmm. I want to know who the composers are and stuff like that. And some of composers, these composers, rappers. This know. is the, this is the, this once again is the real generation gap thing. I don't hear that. Yeah. When we did Tropic Thunder, the first four pieces of music, I did not hear them. He identified them. Yeah. Well, they played this, they played this, they played like what those are songs, yeah, yeah, it just sounded like you know some weird commercial audio product, you know, background thing. But it, that's interesting, yeah, yeah. What, what did you think about the soundtrack, Chris? I hated it, I yeah. mean, if I'm, if I'm being honest, yeah, it, uh, I thought it was just distracting, yeah. And, and I don't, I think they were trying to make it like kind of cool and edgy, and it was just kind of like, yeah. well, not everybody listens to that, yeah. that kind of music, it's like give give our generation uh, our generation some credit you know uh we're a little yeah. more complex than than just <laughs> listening to wop on blast driving around yeah. town yeah uh i wasn't the biggest fan of the soundtrack either that stood out to me and uh that's kind of i think that was one of the opening songs and i when it opened the movie and i was like oh man is this how the movie's gonna be blasting this crap the whole time? But but, like, but I but I did understand that the brother was doing DoorDash with a bicycle, and his yes. whole thing was to steal his brother's car. Yeah, this is yeah. a exactly. course thing. So he so that was at least something that I understood. Yeah, that that's what he was doing, and he was like, "I need your car. I need your yeah, car. Yeah. Keep your hands off my car." And he would yeah. get it any way he could. Otherwise, he was on a bicycle. Yeah. Did you understand with with like? A bunch of them were doing with the TikTok trends and the dancing and stuff. No, Did you get that like, at all? Nothing like that. You had no idea what the heck they were doing. No, I I, I do I do like the Shuffle Girls. Shuffle I, Girls. I, I do understand that kind of dancing and that whole oh, okay, phenomenon. Okay, okay. Right, but but short of that, no. Cool. Yeah. So we're running out of time, but I had some quick questions for you, Chris. Yeah. Um, if you could, in the most ape terms possible, explain what a short is or um, a short squeeze, which is essentially what the whole movie is about, right? Sure. Yeah, so a short in its simplest terms is betting against a company's stock. Okay. So you you want to see a company's stock drop. Mm-hmm. So um, who took a, a short position in in the film? Seth Rogen and that and that hedge fund, mm-hmm. right? They they saw GameStop and they said, "Ooh, th- this company is not doing well." Um, and it's kind of reasonable. Like everything's going digital. No one goes and buys sure. physical copies anymore, right? That, sure. that makes sense. No, it does. I I personally don't like shorts. Yeah. I don't. I, I think just from a from my standpoint, betting against a company, betting on a company to fail, just doesn't really sit well with me. Yeah. I'd rather see companies succeed. You yeah. know, that's that's when the market goes up. It's because companies are doing well. They're profitable. Mm-hmm. You know, their stock goes up. Mm-hmm. Um, now a short squeeze. Um, is where you identify that there's uh, a heavy short position in GameStop. Yeah. Okay. Roaring Kitty, ultimate example. What he orchestrated was a short squeeze. Mm-hmm. Um, and the idea is if you start buying up the stock mm-hmm. um, that's being bet against, well, the volume is go- going to rise, which will increase the stock price mm-hmm. as well. 
because if nobody was really buying that and everybody was shorting it, now all of a sudden there's a huge flow of money, the price is gonna go up. Mm -hmm. And the more that price goes up, the more you're squeezing the, the short mm -hmm. or Seth yeah. Rogen. Yeah, yeah. So you can literally see the guy getting squeezed you <laughs> yeah. know, throughout the film. Um, and, and that's because of all that pressure. And the crazy thing is that the more that stock rises, uh -huh. the more uh, money has to go into um, the position by Seth Rogen. So he's got to put more money in. That's why he had to grovel and call up those, those two billionaires uh, because of the squeeze and, that was and occurring. And the millionaire and billionaire is its own little class divide, huh? Right. You could, you could kind of see that in the right. movie where oh, yeah. the billionaire was kind of just like, oh, he's calling that, me for money, huh? <laughs> that was also one of my favorite scenes uh, in the film. I, that really stuck out to me because okay. you saw that it's not, there's a difference between, you know, Seth Rogen and uh, Vincent uh, uh, D'Onofrio, right? Mm -hmm. uh, D'Onofrio. Yeah. Uh, there's a difference between the millionaire and the billionaire. Uh huh. And he was actually entertained right. that Seth Rogen was squirming. He, he was getting a kick out of that. He yeah. was having a little extra dessert yeah. at the table and everything. Yeah. He's like, oh, sorry, this is happening to you. <laughs> yeah, he said, yeah, he says, you know, he's like, oh, poor guy. You know, to, he kind of like mumbled it like, oh, poor guy before he, I think he picked up the call. And it's like, wow, you know, th and, they're and, just playing and, on house money, right? So they're like, sure, we'll throw another, you know, two billion. Oh, Steve Cohen's going to match? Great. Yeah, let's do it. You know, mm -hmm. and, and, uh, and so you see the disparity between the billionaire, the millionaire, and then the retail investor. And, you know, I'm not saying I felt bad for, for Seth Rogen in that, in that scene, but it was just very striking to me. All right, Fred. So what, what are you giving this movie? Dumb Money. Which, what do you really got Really love Dumb Money. No soundtrack. I give it an eight. An eight. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cool. Chris, what, what did you think about Dumb Money? If you had to give it a one through 10 rating, what would you give it? I really liked the film. Uh, there, there were some things about it that I didn't love, like yeah. kind of the first half of the movie, the soundtrack <laughs> was distracting. Um, but I will say the, the middle and the last half really brought it together and I was really getting into it and it kind of flew by. And by the end of it, I had to admit that I really enjoyed it. And okay. so I, I'd give it a 7.8. I like the point eight. Yeah. I, I, know, I, know, I want to know the rationale behind that. Yeah, I liked the movie. Um, like you guys said, the beginning was a little weird. Um, but I was really excited for it. And um, that might have had some play in my opinion on it. But I, I think I'm going to give it a 7.4. For some reason, in my head, I'm comparing it to The Big Short, which is just like a way better movie. Um, it's also about the stock market in a sense. Um, so, yeah, 7.4. I thought it was pretty good. Not Paul Dano's best movie. Um, see Prisoners. If you guys haven't seen Prisoners, I love that movie. But um, it was entertaining. It moved. It moved. It had a nice flow. Um, and it was, yeah, it was good. But we recommend for everybody to see this, right? Pretty much agree. Yeah, everybody yeah. everybody yeah. should see this. Yeah. Definitely see Dumb Money. It's in theaters now. Uh, make sure to go check it out. Thanks again for watching, and we'll catch you guys in the next one. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. Thanks again for watching The Real Generation Gap. Please make sure to like, comment, subscribe. Let us know what you guys think we should review next. What did you guys think of Dumb Money? Have you seen Dumb Money? Are you going to see it? Uh, make sure to check us out on Spotify. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're anywhere your little social fingers can find. Um, stay tuned for the next one. Until then, we'll see you guys later.